Welcome to a Real View Q&A podcast. Today we're going to talk about the unforgivable sin, also called the unpardonable sin. A Real View is brought to you by Parousia, a ministry devoted to boldly sharing the gospel of God's grace, freely offered to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Visit ParousiaMinistries.com for teachings and testimonies, as well as information on how you can order Trisha Gunn's highly acclaimed book, Unveiling Jesus, a verse-by-verse foundation of the message of grace. This show is made possible by the generous financial support of people like you who love this message of grace. Your tax-deductible gift to Parousia is greatly appreciated. Okay, Marianne, give us the questions that have come in for this one. The questions have been, what is the unforgivable sin and have I committed the unforgivable sin? Okie dokie. This topic always comes up when we talk about forgiveness. Um, It's also called the unpardonable sin. So let's look at it in Matthew 12. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. And this was in the context of the Pharisees accusing Jesus of casting out a demon by the power of Satan. And that was in the Mark 3 account, we can see that. Uh, Next verse, verse 32, anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. All right. The first thing I want to say is if you're worried that you may have committed the unforgivable sin, I can assure you that you haven't, because only those who can't commit it would ever be worried about committing it. Okay. Um, Now, The reason that Jesus used the word blaspheme is because the Pharisees had said, again, that Jesus had cast out uh, demons by the spirit of Satan, and that's in the Mark uh, 3.30 account, Um, and they had accused Jesus of having an unclean spirit. Now, this particular event, this blasphemy that occurred right there, had to do with um, accusing Jesus in person on earth of being demon-possessed and accusing the Holy Spirit of being Satan. All right, now that's, a, you can say that's a specific unpardonable sin against the Holy Spirit under those specific circumstances, and you could say that that can't exactly be duplicated today because Jesus is not actually here on earth today. Now, I've heard that that argument, and that's fine, um, but what is... Uh, you know, what is blasphemy? What is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Well, blasphemy is slander. If you look up the word, it it means slander. How would we slander the Holy Spirit? We would call him a liar. Okay, he's called the spirit of truth. And uh, to blaspheme him would be to call him a liar. I mean, you could say that he's uh, the spirit of Satan. I, I don't know. But basically, you're you're calling him a liar. Um, Jesus talked about the role of the Holy Spirit when he said, he called him the helper. And he said, when the helper comes, this is in John 15, 26, he says, whom I, I shall send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify of me. So the Holy Spirit came to testify of Jesus He came to, and we'll see this in in another podcast, but how the Holy Spirit came to convict the unbeliever of the sin of unbelief, (laughs) okay, Uh, and the fact that he's a sinner in need of a Savior. So this is just really kind of black and white here. We have a choice as to whether or not we're going to believe 
the witness of the Holy Spirit who testifies of Jesus. And, you know, that would mean technically there's one sin that is unpardonable. And it's the sin of not receiving the free gift of God's grace and believing in the testimony of the Holy Spirit regarding Jesus. Um, this sin is unforgivable because he he who commits this sin of unbelief or rejecting Jesus chooses to reject the very thing that could otherwise save him. So the spirit of truth, the spirit of grace speaks and the per- person says, I don't believe you. You're a liar is the gist of it. Right. So um, but I need to say that God is patient. Yes, he's patient. You can reject Jesus today as everybody rejected him at some point and and believe him. You know, right now you could have rejected him your entire life. And right now you can say, I believe I need you, Jesus you know, I accept you as as my Lord and Savior. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow about his promises, as some count slowness, but he is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And of course, we know what repentance is. Change your mind. Exactly. Metanoia in the Greek, it means a change of mind. So he's, he's patient. Um, he wants every single person to change their minds, to believe. First um, Timothy 2 says, God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So God isn't willing, it's not his desire that men perish. His desire is that all men will be saved and come into a knowledge of the truth. In other words, to believe the truth, right? Um, if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord, uh, then you need to know that that's only possible because you have the Holy Spirit. First uh, Corinthians twelve three says, "No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit." Uh, so the only unpardonable sin is a continued unbelief or continued rejection of the witness of the Holy Spirit. Anyone who is a believer cannot commit that sin but and this should bring us all just such peace and rest and it's sad that the enemy has taken this and hijacked it into something that would cause a lot of unrest and unsettled but at the cross it it was settled and jesus settled it the record was set straight for all time for us for those of us who are in jesus it is finished we don't have to worry about this we are secure yeah I can't tell you how many people I've met who are are just tormented because they think they've committed the unforgivable sin. I mean, what if you believed there was no hope for you? That would be torment. It, yeah, oh, they'd be literally hopeless. You'd be hopeless. Yeah, yeah, there's no hope for you. You've already committed the unpardonable sin. A um, couple of scriptures here. John five twenty four. This is Jesus talking. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me, he has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. So the moment you believed in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you passed from death to eternal life. You've passed through the judgment. There's no judgment waiting for you. It's not like you committed the unpardonable sin and now you got to wait till judgment day. 
uh, to take the, you know, fires of hell or whatever, the judgment. No, you've already passed from death to life because Jesus already took all judgment for you. In John 10, Jesus said, I give them eternal life. Okay, there's no such thing as temporary eternal life, right? That's a really good point. Eternal is eternal. eternal. Okay, and he says, they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So we can take heart, be secure. Nothing when we're in Jesus can separate us. Nothing. Nothing can separate us. Amen. When the verse says nothing, he really meant nothing. (laughs) Yep. Amen. Thank you for joining us for a Real View Q&A podcast, where we answer your questions about God's grace from one singular perspective. We determine to know nothing among you but Christ and Him crucified. This podcast is sponsored by Parousia. If you want to know more about God's amazing grace, go to parousiaministries.com.